And I'm going to welcome Pastor Cheryl. She don't even hardly need an introduction, so we just will say she is an anointed vessel, prophetess, apostle, pastor, leader. We pastors Hope NYC, but she's coming to deliver the word of the Lord right now. Can you just lift your hands and give Him glory in this transition? Don't talk to your neighbor. Give Him glory as she comes now to deliver the word of the Lord this morning. We honor you, Pastor Cheryl. Obey God. My favorite atmosphere is a holy mess. It really is. Um, as I as I sat there or stood there or bowed there, whatever it is I was doing, um, I saw all over this congregation this morning, I saw big old lumps of clay. And it's something that the Lord's just been in my spirit for the last few, few months. He's been just putting that really common church image back in my head. And, um, it's funny because it's unformed clay. It's not vessels. It's not anything of honor or dishonor. It's just a big old lump of clay. And, but just now as, as we were worshiping him and he's in this room today, I'm so honored that the king would show up. I'm so honored that he would ever show up. And, um, A few months ago, he said to me, when I said, Lord, but now I'm supposed to be what you meant for me to be on this earth. I'm supposed to have been formed into the image that you prepared me to be. And he said, my favorite way to look at you is as a lump of clay. He said, you're my favorite when you're just anything I want you to be. And so, but we, you know, tonight, this morning, I don't even know what it is. Just like you didn't know it was Thursday yesterday. This really happened. Pastor Cecilia told me it was Monday on live. But in her defense, we were running and we're not used to it. But I saw you on the wheel and, and we were just turning and turning. And the Spirit of the Lord said that he will catch you up in this world. He'll spin you until you don't even know which direction is up anymore. Because some of us, I mean, just, I, I, I really questioned the Lord when he said, take a tambourine. I was like, Lord, this instrument instills fear in every music director's heart. I mean, if I start shaking this now, not only will demons flee, you might flee. Oh, I heard something. But I'm just going to be obedient to what the Lord said. I'm not a tambourine person. I don't know how to play this. But I thank God that, that, that Aaron Crab hooked me up. Has a dove on it. When the Spirit of the Lord um, said to me, I want you to, to release that song. I was like, absolutely, Lord. What do you want me to do it on the keys, the piano, the voice? I got this. And he said the tambourine, I was like, hey, what? <laughs> like, what? And um, 
But then his word became so clear to my spirit that, whew, okay, I'm just going to jump in. Um, I, I want to just give honor to this house. RTTN is my favorite, second favorite church in the world. And um, I don't say that lightly. I, it really is because, I'll tell you why. Because um, the shepherds of this house help me shepherd. And they really do. My people love them and I love them, um, Pastor um, Devin and Bishop Kevin Wallace. But I want to say thank you so much every time you, you honor me with the privilege of being here. I love all the people of RTTN. You teach my people how to be hospitable, how to be kind and how to be friendly. And um, I just want to say this is the first year that so many girls from New York have come with us. And I want to shout out all my girls. Wow. You guys should give them a round of applause. Show them some Tennessee hospitality. Because they bought their tickets and paid for their hotels and bought their registration fee. Uh, um, I'm telling you, I'm so honored to have them with me. Usually I travel with one person, but, but this time I got to travel with 30 people. What a joy. What an on, honor and a joy. And I love every one of them. But today, um, today I want to talk to you about something that the Lord has put in my heart. It's so funny. He prepared me for this sermon two years ago. And usually I'm five minutes before I get on stage crying out to God, repenting for things I didn't even do because I didn't even get the word yet, right? Panicking and saying, Lord, are you going to let me go up on that stage and, and just say things? And so just give me the word, Lord. And, um, but this time, two years ago, he gave me this word. And so can you imagine just stating, carrying a baby for two years? It's been a long haul. It's been long and it's been in my spirit for two whole years, but I want to give our God thanks because I'm telling you, we've seen things come full circle in these last few days. We've seen things change and shift so quickly in this year, 2022, and you have heard it. You've known it. Your preachers have preached it. We've said it. I've said it over and over. I sound like a broken record. This is not an ordinary year. I think I just learned. This is not an ordinary year, and this is the thing though, if the church doesn't know it, we're going to be in big trouble, because the enemy knows it. He knows it. He is aware that 2022 is a day that was marked on God's calendar a long time ago. And how many of you already felt that? I mean, you came out, look, the expectation in this room is so big, but I want to talk to you who don't know right now. And to tell you that there is a move of the Spirit of God. I, I'm so, I, I, I met these young ladies today for the first time. I didn't even get to meet them. I just saw them on stage. And the Spirit of the Lord really quickened me. And he said, isn't it, isn't it great that anymore, anybody over 30, we were so impressed by preachers once upon a time. Okay, I'll be the only truth teller in the room today. If the name was big enough, then it was great enough. And we didn't really care what they said as long as they came preaching Jesus and as long as they, you know, had that charisma and they had that power behind signs and wonders and miracles that were good. But there's a generation that is saying, we don't want that anymore. We just want to see Jesus. We don't care who's got the mic in their hand. We don't care how many people are in their church. If Jesus walks in a room, that's all we want to see. That's all I 
want to see. And when I say a generation, I'm not excluding those of us who are way past 30. Because I thank God, oh my God. I thank God that I've seen a phenomenon, ladies, that's going to beat any cream you got on your nightstand. I've seen it happen in my church, have I not? I've seen a phenomenon of reverse aging begin to happen. I've seen grandmothers start taking off running. I've seen people jump out of their wheelchairs. And I'm telling you, it is time that the Lord is going to renew. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, Lord. Do your thing. We are yours. We're on the wheel. Spin us, Father. Spin us until we turn into what you meant for us to be all along. Two years ago, the Lord dropped a word in my spirit and it stayed in my belly. And I did not understand that too much. I get honest with you because I've never given birth naturally. And so... When Devin and Michelle and Amanda talk about push and push, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> so, you know, I, I push right along with you. And I know the, the heaviest thing I've ever carried was the word of God. Really, the heaviest thing I've ever carried. And some days when I'm done, I'm done. I don't want to do that. But let me tell you what God did to me yesterday. He put me on a fight. He put me on a 5K run. Right? And I did every one of those Ks, BTW. All of those Ks. I did the Ks. And I told the Lord this morning, I'm probably going to be laid out on this stage. And people are going to think, you slayed me. And I'm going to be all right with it because I'm going to be hurting. But I'm here to testify this morning. I'm here to testify this morning uh, that I came here with a dance in my feet uh, and with a shout in my tongue. Is there anybody that could give God praise uh, because he gives us strength? Uh, the joy of the Lord will remain our strength. Uh, I'm here for it, Abba. Two years long. I told you I didn't really understand until the queen died. That might, you might, I'm just trying to follow Jennifer LeClaire. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, she did a good job. I'm going to go right there. <laughs> no, she stole my notes. Um, <laughs> the Queen's passing was very significant to me. We share a birthday. Um, Trinidad and Tobago was British. I still say water and butter because of her. And all Trinis in the room say water and butter. See? That's how we say it. And those are not the only reasons why her passing affected me so. But for two years, God put something in my belly that I didn't know what to do with. And um, I'm, I'm so excited to push this morning. I'm so excited to push. And <clears throat> I found myself in a labor and delivery room, a real one. And my armor bearer is not here today because she's home with a newborn. Fanny. Hi, Nan. <clears throat> and I got to be in the room while she gave birth. And it was 18 hours of torment. 
and the whole time I was worshiping the Lord in tongues. You know why, right? Because I never did that. <laughs> no, I, I was with her and watching her pain and, uh, and breathing harder than, harder than she was breathing. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the baby was supposed to come earlier, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He would wait and wait and wait until the, that day, that very appointed day. And I'll tell you why. Because that baby came out of his mother's womb and she said his name will be Eliakim, which if you know, it means that God puts a king on the throne. And when that... Uh, I'm telling you, that might be a coincidence to you, but it wasn't to us. Because on the day that God put a king on the throne, symbolically, the queen on the throne vacated it. And I'm telling you, God was saying something. He was saying, there's about to be a transition. There's about to be a shift in the monarchy. There's a, yeah, there's a king coming in the natural. But can I testify that there is a king coming to sit on his throne, the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords and we are here we are here to testify that he is Lord of all two years and waiting for God to say release the word release the word so I, I, I was like um, Lord it, it happened with a dream guys I was doing Bible study we were all in quarantine and I couldn't preach but the thing about fire shut up in your bones is that when the devil tries to shut you down when in the decade of the mouth he puts your mouth behind a mask it doesn't stop the people of God I want to ask you who here shut up about Jesus well we couldn't no 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 we don't do it in fact the day the devil gives us an excuse to shut up we just shout all the more like blind bottles they said he said Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me I said girl push she said I don't want to push no more I said you don't really have a choice but I saw something happen Devin I saw this tiny little Korean lady nurse come in after about 16 hours of labor. And she said, what is wrong with you? <laughs> These American nurses know nothing. And she goes and she pulls something out called a peanut. And she said, get on your side. I was like, but why is she so mean? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, trying to be gentle. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. What she's about to go through, gentleness won't cut it. What she's about to go to, through, she needs to bite down and push like she's, and she flipped my friend over on the side. And I'm telling you instantly, those contractions started to come and the spirit of the Lord spoke to me and he said, it's gonna be uncomfortable what I'm about to do with them, but I'm gonna reposition. I'm gonna reposition the daughters. They're gonna be flipped a little bit. They're gonna be turned upside down, but I'm gonna reposition them in order to give birth to what I want to happen in the earth. I don't, I know it wasn't a coincidence. I know 100% too. So two years ago, I had a dream at the very beginning of quarantine and it stuck up in my spirit. 
so heavily that, that I had to, to say it, and I said it in Bible study. And um, in fact, I brought a video. I'll show you a little part of it. Watch this. So um, I called it Models on Monarchs. Isn't that like a really awesome name? No, for real though, like Models on Monarchs. It sounds like a whole series of Bible studies, right? Well, I got it not only from this scripture, which the Lord gave me this morning, but I got it from a dream I had last night. And so, I jumped and was in a hotel after preaching the gospel somewhere. And on the couch where I was sitting was somebody named Kylie Jenner. And yeah, you might know her, but I didn't really know her. In fact, Fanny showed me a picture of her before and after, and she's two different people, I think. Well, she looks like two different people. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? But the one I dreamt was the now Kylie Jenner. And it's so funny because in my dream, I knew her name. In my dream, I knew who it was. My only reference to her is walking into Sephora and seeing her name, Kylie, I think, with the lip glosses, which I don't have, but I would like some. Um, and so, so I dreamt she was on the couch, like chilling or relaxing, shooting some people, anyway. And then I was talking to her, and then all of a sudden it hit me, this is Kylie Jenner. And maybe I should grab my phone and take a selfie with her. Because look, she's right there. And so, but before I could take my phone and take the selfie, she gets the call in the overhead. I realize we're like in an airport, huge glass windows because I look out and there's a military airplane Remember. parked there waiting. I think we're escaping. I think we're going somewhere. Not we, they are like the rich people are all going into this airline and being taken somewhere very secretive or important. Which by the way, if you ever saw some of those apocalyptic movies, makes sense because the government picked out who gets to go in the bunkers. Anyway, now that I'm talking to you, it kind of makes even more sense what I was dreaming. What? Okay, I have to finish the Bible study now and go think about this dream somewhere. Just kidding. So she goes out, she says, I see ya. And she talks to me like we're friends and like we're in the same company or whatever. And, um, and me and Fanny are in there because I've just finished a preaching appointment. And um, she is going to the airline. And all of a sudden I say, mm, I'm going to go out there and see who's in that lineup. Because there's a bunch of people lined up outside the airline going into the airline with Kylie. And she goes and meets her family, I guess. So I take off running. And I go down into the tarmac. It's wet. It's been raining or raining. something. And, uh, and there are all these people lined up like in a greeting line at a at a wedding or at a royal party or something like that all these people just lined up by twos singles and by twos and so i think wow do you know who this is and i think princess of brunei first of all i don't know where brunei is and i don't know if there's a princess but i dreamt her and so i dreamt this girl and her mom and and i i I go up to them and I do a bow thing and I shake their hand. And they shake my hand and they bow back at me like if I'm important. And as I go through the line, all of these people are shaking my hand and very honored to meet me. And it occurs to me, they don't know who I am. They think I'm important. They think I'm like a queen or something. And they think that 
I'm one of them because every single one of those people were uh, um, a monarch, not a prime minister. I don't know if they were prime ministers, but I knew they were queens and kings and princesses. And so I get to the last um, two people and it's an older Indian, East Indian lady. She's wearing a sari and a younger lady. And I go to shake her hand and I'm thinking the whole time, I'm thinking one of these people will realize I'm an imposter. One of these people, I'm going to realize I do not belong among this company of people because I was just up there and happened to see them. And as I was going to shake her hand, I thought, oh no, the way she's looking at me, she knows, she knows. And she shook my hand and then she said, she asked me if she could have a self, a picture with me. And I'm thinking, busted. But I said to her, um, oh, Fanny said the Princess of Brunei is real. I just Googled it. I'm scared to go look at what she looks like. Can we pull that up? Oh my gosh. I can pull it up. Okay, can you mute for, but keep girl. it going? That is crazy. Because there's a whole big yes, thing while I insist that people pull up the picture, but there's another part I need you to hear before we continue. In fact, let me just tell it. You could stop her. You could just stop her. This went over way different in my mind. It was such a holy moment. <laughs> it was kitchen Bible study and it was my girl. So um, I, I'm gonna tell you something though. It started with models versus monarchs. And the, the question the Lord sent me to ask you today, which are you? Because you can't be both. You get to pick which one you're gonna be. The dream continues when two Victoria's Secret models pass by me in the same line. And I thought since the monarchs recognized me, so would the models. But guess what? I said, hey, because I want to meet them too, right? And they're like, ugh. Looked down at me and gave me that look like, we don't know you. Why are you talking to us? And I was a little bit confused, but it didn't matter. I got on that big military airplane and the models passed by me, the monarchs passed by me and they sat down and all of a sudden I had a seat and the plane was taking off. And I was on an airplane with models and monarchs and I thought to myself, I do not belong here. And the spirit of the Lord said, I saved you a seat. And then I said, but why didn't the models know me then? And he said, because monarchs recognize monarchs. Models don't recognize monarchs. Monarchs recognize monarchs. And, and so I woke up from the dream very aware that something was happening in the spirit, but not sure what to do with it. And I thank God for his providence. I thank God that I just happened to be doing Bible study on the 25th of March. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you something. You should go back. That's 2020 and see which holy day in Israel that was when God gave that dream. Because in the swirl, I'm telling you when God starts a cycle going you do not know how long things are gonna come full circle but I'm telling you it will amaze you like pastor Jennifer said it will amaze you when you see how God has lined up 
your dominoes. So the minute he clicks the first one, all things start working together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. But God is not joking. This is not about you sitting on a throne and wearing a crown. I want to set you free today and tell you that the color of your skin does not make you a queen. Calling yourself and your children a queen will not make you a queen. I love you, but it's a fact. That does not cause you to be a queen. The only thing that makes you a queen is when the blood of royalty is flowing in your veins. When it comes down in your bloodline, when you're next in line for the throne, then you begin. And I think that our children need to know that they're royalty but not based on culture and not based on the color of our skin and not based on where we were born but based on the fact that we've been redeemed and grafted into the into the holy family of God can the royalty in the house say in the house say amen Monarchs and models. Let me tell you the difference, some of the differences. There are too many to name, but God said, ask my people which one they are. One is paid to perform. A model will perform if they're paid. And God is saying to ask you, what's your price? What's your price to do what I have called you to do in this hour? Because it is that hour. It is the hour when God's going to demand of us what he has deposited inside of us. It's the hour of pushing. And you know what they say? When it's time to push, push. How much is it going to cost to get you to say yes? Because models are paid to perform. A model's success is based on the applause of man. If people like them, if they get a lot of accolades and get a good, you know, um, they get to be on the cover of some fancy magazine, then they're going to be booked again. They're going to be booked again. That's what a model, that's what a model gets. They, they're, they're, their glory is based on what mankind thinks of them. A model is a smokescreen. They don't get to keep the clothes. The garments are not theirs. Those are borrowed garments. They just know how to walk the walk. They know how to talk the talk and flip the hair. But none of that is natural to them. It is learned behavior. We saw it happen for years and years in the church. We know how to go through the motions. We know We know how to do all the things. We know how to get I know how to get you to say amen because I know the runway but God's saying I'm about to change that I don't want models I don't want hirelings there is a difference between a shepherd and a hireling when the wolf comes a hireling is going to take off running but when the when the wolf comes a shepherd is going to start running in the direction of the wolf because his rod and his staff they comfort me Gone are the days when the daughters of God will run away from the enemy. Girl, we're running in the direction of our gates. We're getting to the gates before the enemy gets to the gates because there is a harvest.
The devil tried to convince us that there is no America to fight for. Well, I'm here to say you got to fight on your hands because the daughters have showed up. We are not models. We are monarchs. You don't pay me, I'm showing up anyway. They don't clap, I'm going to do it anyway. Because it's not the favor of man. You, you, you vote your president in. But you can't vote the queen out till she's dead. I saw on her funeral, um, on the comments, I don't know how many of you took five minutes to go watch those, but on the comments, people were just putting all kinds of derogatory statements about, about her and saying really nasty things. And I was like, yeah, you brave when she's dead. Yeah, when she's dead, you're going to say something. Where were you when she was alive? And I believe that for too long, the church has been too quiet. For too long, we have not stood up. We have not said what God has put in our bellies to say. But let me tell you, a, a monarch has royal blood flowing in their veins. And it doesn't matter what she looks like. How many of you think that the Queen of England was gorgeous? No. I'm just saying what you're thinking. They can make her look good in a picture, but she wasn't the prettiest thing on earth, but it did not matter. I get the strange feeling that she didn't spend an hour on her makeup. I get the strange feeling that her word was heavier than her looks. I get the feeling that when she put her scepter out and when she walked in a room, people knew what to do. And I'm here to say that in the kingdom, God doesn't look at our appearance. He looks at our hearts. And there is a generation right here in this room and we range from zero to a hundred that says, God, I don't care what I look like. Let them laugh. Let them say things. Let the world scoff at us. We are going to sing the praises of Almighty God. We're going to put the devil to flight. I've seen it all over this world. I've seen this year people rise up in the Sahela Basoyo. You see, but I didn't see that. I see people fall away. Yeah, I've seen that too. Woo. I've seen that too. But you know what I saw today? Trish, you're going to forgive me, okay? Where are you? Where's Trisha? Simmons. Oh, you're sitting with your people. You change. You're in RTTN now. <laughs> A few months ago in my church, Trisha had just been through a bitter divorce. That bitter. And she was in the altar night after night. She, I, I'm telling you, I saw Hannah in her face all over again. And one day I was praying for her and she said to me, Pastor, I'm done. I said, what do you mean you're done? She's like, I'm done with the violin. I love you and God's doing something. I said, what do you mean? There are things about her that you don't know that I don't really want to share, but she has a handicap that, that maybe one day she'll tell you, but the violin caused her to lose partial sight. 
but she never stopped playing and she plays the violin for the honor and glory of God. And this pain was so, yeah, that's amazing. But the pain was too much. The breaking was too much. The, 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 she could not go on. And she was in such a deep and dark place and a dark depression. And I found her right there in the fetal position on the floor. And the Spirit of the Lord started speaking to her. And he said, because your latter days are going to be better than your former days. I want you to get up. Get back on the wheel. Do you remember? I want to start spinning you again. I want to start turning you around. And I'm going to show you that the things I have in store for you, I have not seen have not heard neither has it entered into and this morning as she stood on this stage I didn't bring her here they called her here and she was playing before you I said look at my God because she might not be the best that there is but that doesn't matter to my Abba he's looking at the outside we're looking at the outside but God saw something in his girl so proud of her her throne is her authority and if she's a queen her authority comes from the blood in my dream with monarchs and and models I don't know why Kylie Jenner is in it in fact I do know but I can't tell you yet but a few weeks ago I was at camp with my youth and and um, I heard Lou Ingalls talking on a podcast and this is what he said he said I received what I think is the most important confirmation of my life that's what he said um, about this coming revival and so I want to hear because if he says he received the most important confirmation of his life I'm listening I'm there for that and he said a, a pastor had a dream. And I don't know if anybody heard this. I know some of you did. He said a pastor had a dream that his daughter was going to college. She's 13 years old. And he thought, wow, an overachiever. But when she gets there to, to register, there are two tables. And on one of the tables is Kylie Jenner. And this is two years post. I am sitting on my balcony. And my jaw drops open. And I said, Lord, what is happening? On one table, there is Kylie, and on another table, there's a, 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 famous mission, a famous evangelist prophetess. And the young lady goes up to the two tables, and Kylie tells her, she said, come with me, and I'll give you all the influence the world has to offer. I'll give you all the money, all the fame, and all the popularity. I'll give you a life that you will never, ever, ever regret. And then the, the prophetess looks at her and says, you come with me, and I'll give you a glimpse of his face. I'll give you just one glimpse of his face and that's all I can promise you and he said he watched his daughter look at both of them and without hesitation say I'll take one glimpse of his face than all of the money than all of the influence and the popularity that this world has to they are here the monarchs are here I'm here to announce to the church they are here we just wait to look upon the face of the one who died for us. I want scripture to read this morning and it's this. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of them who bring good news. This is the king talking to the Shulamite and he says to her, listen to what he says. He says, you are truly royalty. The way you walk so gracefully 
In my ways, it displays such dignity. You are truly the poetry of God. His very handiwork. Out of your innermost being is flowing the fullness of my spirit. Never failing to satisfy. Within your womb, there is a birthing of harvest wheat. They are the sons and the daughters nurtured by the purity you impart. How gracious you have become. I see that word become. It struck me. Because when he first sees her, you know what he says? He says how beautiful your eyes are. Your skin, your neck. She is beautiful to look at. But somehow, in the process of running with him, somehow when he says, come away with me, and she decides in her slumber that she's going to get up, even if she has already washed her feet, and she's going to take his hand and start running with him, all of a sudden she turns from being beautiful to look at, to being royalty, to being dignified something happened in the process that transformed that turned her from a model into a monarch you know Esther if you've been watching Pastor Devin and, and the Woman of Fire podcast and, and lives you've heard everything well almost because there was Vashti and then there was Esther. But pardon me for a minute while we ignore Vashti. Just pardon me for a minute. Because Esther was also a model. Oh, she started her journey as a model. She was not a monarch. She was chosen because of the way she looked in her face. She was chosen because of the way her body looked when she walked in to the king's presence. In fact, she was purified and she was prepared and she was all that and a bag of chips. She was everything that you wanted to look like. But one day when she stepped into the presence of the king and she put her knee to the ground before the man who would become the king of her life and he stretched that scepter out at her. Her position changed. She went from being on the back to being on the side because she was about to birth something that would change her entire nation. Men of God and women of God, God is about to change some of your positions. Oh, he's about to change the way you do church. He's about to change the way we see his face. So you don't go home saying, well, I don't know if they needed to do all of that. Because I tell you, some of the nurses came in and said, she's so old-fashioned. They said, she did, she, she's always so mean and old-fashioned. And she don't know what she's talking about. She's not with the modern things. You know, she really was. They have monitors, but she insists on reading the paper. I mean, the screen is huge and right there. But the little Korean lady is like, mm-mm. Same exact stuff. But she's going to read it the old way. I heard somebody say the Bible doesn't need to be rewritten. It just needs to be reread. 
Because if we would go back to what was in here, we would understand that he has given us all the laws and the bylaws, uh, everything that we need to understand. Uh, when my young people come and say, Pastor, how do I stand uh, on that? Uh, I say, I'll tell you how you stand. Uh, on Christ, the solid rock you stand. Uh, if it lines up with the word of God, uh, then it lines up with you. Somebody say amen. The Shulamite was aware that she was not monarchy material. She says, look, I'm black, I'm dark, I'm not, but I'm lovely. I'm lovely. The sun burned me up, look at me. And we know all the reasons why God couldn't choose us, why he would choose somebody else. But I wanna tell you, your Abba, your king, the bridegroom is not mad at you for asking those questions. Can we just get real here? We feel like we have to come out and present like we know exactly who you are. I want to tell you once every other day or maybe every day. I say, God, did you make a mistake when you pointed your finger in my face? Do you know what you were doing when you picked somebody who didn't know all the words and didn't have all the connections? Did you know what you were doing? And you might say, well, I don't know about that, but monarchs know to ask the question. Didn't he say it a million times today? You have not because you ask not. You know why your life is full of questions? Because you didn't ask him for answers. Every monarch, everyone who was carrying the birthing of sons, everyone who had a bushel of harvest wheat had to ask the question. One girl said it this way. How can this be seeing that I've never been with a man? And the answer was, well, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So that thing which is to be born of us, you don't even hear what the Lord is saying today. You can't answer your own questions. Hey, I get it. Some people want to stay models. It's way more fun. You see, models don't value the kingdom authority of monarchs. Can we talk? They don't. Is he Meghan Markle? It's gonna get a little hotter in this church. Models do not value the kingdom authority of monarchs. And I don't care really what your opinion is of Megan, and I don't have one personally, but I'm gonna tell you this. She did not, she may not have understood what was bestowed on her when she was grafted into royal blood. She might not have understood. She understood how she was offended. She understood how she didn't wanna be a part of that monarchy, but she did not understand that it is a grafting that bestows an, a title that she was not born with. And we in the kingdom don't understand sometimes that it was a grafting that bestowed on us a title that we were not born with. And what is the title, daughter? For we who are not a people became a people. We who are not a nation became a nation. And he took us the wild olive branch and grafted us into a sick You know why I am a daughter of God? Because he cut me and he grafted me into the real olive tree. And I appreciate that the blood that flows in my veins. 
because he put that blood in my veins. But why? Because the most valuable thing a model can do is act. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, it's just what you get paid for. But, okay, so we know that, but monarchs do not covet the popularity of models. Please hear it. True monarchs do not covet the influence or the popularity of models. I never heard the queen say, I wish. You see, every model would walk right past her if they saw her like they didn't know how to honor her. I'm sure they did once they got a chance. But I never heard the queen say, I don't want to be this. I want to be an influencer. I have nothing against influencers. I'm just saying monarchs do not covet that kind of attention because they are not there for the popularity. They are there for the policy. They are not there to win a popularity contest. They're there to make changes in law and make sure that what is established and written is the best for the kingdom. Hmm. Models birth to enrich their lives. Monarchs birth to enrich a generation. Models say all eyes on me. Monarchs say all eyes on the king. Models say look here. Monarchs say look there. Look at him. Everything comes full circle right now for me. Over the next few messages, you're going to see this world get bigger and higher and watch God <clears throat> bring pieces together because I imagine I've never been in an actual tornado but I imagine you're gonna bump into some stuff <laughs> like if you and me hit the ground at the same time chances are somewhere up there we're gonna bump into each other and that means God's gonna bring back around things that he said a long time ago to you that you might have forgotten already hmm what's the tambourine for I'll close I'll show you Mm. This instills fear in the heart of everybody who sit anywhere, middle row and back. <laughs> Any tambourine players in here? <clears throat> yeah. Everybody's saying it. It was mine too. It was mine too. Because long ago... <clears throat> In the 70s, when I was born, um, we didn't have instruments. You got a, Michelle says she had an untuned piano. Well, I had an untuned tambourine. <laughs> it's true, Gil. But we would beat the tar out of that tambourine until these shingles, jingles, whatever they're called, cymbals started flying all over. They were like missiles, like you had to duck because this stuff could get stuck in you. When somebody started sweating and these, how do you hit this hard enough to break those metal things? Model. Monarchs ask the question that gives the king preeminence. How can this be? Esther, how can I go before the king? He hasn't called me in a month. Miriam, 
Would you like me to find a woman to care for this baby for you? <laughs> the Shulamite, who is this king I see coming on the mountains? Monarchs wait for the right time and they wait for his moment. Esther waited until the time that she should go before the king. And, Esther, and Miriam waited in the water. That This is what the Spirit of the Lord, and, and confirmed it through the young ladies that sang today. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say when Devin said, be quiet, listen, what is he saying? I heard him saying, okay. And he just told me, don't say it. Monarchs lead the procession. I need somebody who, is, who would just agree. Say, I'll go first, Lord. Some of you are like, no thanks, Lord. <laughs> Second, third, fourth, we're good there, Lord. I don't know what this crazy lady's going to ask me, Lord. I'm not going first. <laughs> But I thank God that he's put me in a company of women who aren't scared to go first. If you know, yeah, they are some loony bins. I love that. My father said I found a tribe. He don't know how true he was speaking there because I want some women of God who said nobody's got to show me what to do because in the scripture it says I won't need a man to teach me how to play the tambourine because the spirit of the Lord is going to show me everything I need to hear. Now why the tambourine? This is what the Lord said to me. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Lord, you got to teach me. If you knew how uncomfortable that is for me but I'm ready to be first. This is not an invitation to grab one of these and go back to church. I do not want your pastors calling me. But a tambourine was always a woman's weapon. In the scriptures, I, I, and I know prophets use them, I, I, but every time the Bible said, and she took up her tambourine, it was a girl's weapon. Every time, and I used to say weapon because you say, Pastor, it was a victory thing. No, no, no. It wasn't just a victory instrument. It was a weapon instrument. And I'm going to show you what the Lord revealed to me. He said, when Miriam, the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine, she led all the women. Somebody is going to say, I'll go first, Lord. If you want somebody to speak up against abortion, I'll go first, Lord. If you want somebody to say Roe versus Wade is dead and needs to stay dead, I'll go first, Lord. If you need somebody to say, we'll prophesy in the name of Jesus, I'll go first. But women need to stand back. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not about the standing back. I love you, gentlemen, but let's go on together. Let's do this in the name of Jesus. But I'm going to be like Miriam. You might not see me, you might not see me because I'm hidden in the bushes. I'm way underneath the water. I'm watching the deliverance that's about to take place. But I'm here to tell you, the minute God opens a door, the minute I see royalty, I know that's my cue. I'm gonna run out and ask my question. The minute he puts me on an airplane with some monarchs, I'm gonna ask a question. No more getting into, into, into the PTA and being quiet. When they say we're going to change the curriculum, you say, but it's just one of me and it's 40 of them. I'll go first, Lord. No more when they say we're going to relegate the Holy Ghost tongue talking thing to a little room. 
You say, well, I don't got a voice in it. Yeah, you got a voice. I'll go first, Lord. I thank God that a little nine-year-old had, uh, had the audacity to say, I know she's a princess, but here I am. I got a son to look after. I got a deliverer to look at. Oh my gosh, is there anybody that feels that in the pit of your belly? When you're pushing, you don't care who it is you got to talk to. God put a mandate in the heart of Pastor Devin. And he put us here to stand shoulder to shoulder to say we'll go first we'll go first Lord you give her the seat and we'll fill every other seat in the place I tell you it's not a coincidence that there are 800 more women here this year than there were last year it's not a coincidence that you almost didn't get a seat here. It's not a coincidence that the altar is so small that you got to squeeze yourself in because I'm here to tell you the monarchs are here. We have showed up and the devil is scared because he knows if we find out who we are, if he finds out the authority that lies in the hand of a monarch, then he won't come near us. I'm gonna close up. And the Bible said that Miriam, when they came through the Red Sea, the Reed Sea, she, you're like, wait a minute. I wonder if when she was walking through, she was like, is this deja vu? Because you see, she's a Reed kind of girl. She's been in the Reeds before. One day she was hiding in the reeds watching her little brother. But today she was going through a bigger reed. She was going through the reed sea. And the walls of water were on every side of her. And I imagine she said, wow, this thing has come full circle. And I want to prophesy, Pastor Deb. I want to prophesy to any woman in this room who thought that what God had you start started too small. It started like a tiny little bush. And God said, no, 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 no. If you get up, monarch, if you say I'll be first, then one day I'm going to to take you through the sea of it she came out the Bible says she grabbed her tambourine Ooh. oh I'm gonna break out in a second she grabbed her tambourine and she led the women in a victory song I will sing unto the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously the horse and the rider he's hurled them into the you know what he's saying she's saying I will sing unto the Lord because he has toppled the government I'm not inciting anarchy I'm just saying the government was trying to kill the kingdom enslave God's people and she sing, I, I will sing. And she took the tambourine. And I said, God, why the tambourine? And that's when he told me God's sound will travel. That's all. That's what he told me. God's sound will travel. Because you see, some of us got no worship if we ain't plugged up.
And the devil, for some reason, is more scared than you of this. Why? Because it's a victory sound, yes. But Saul, remember Saul? When he was changing from a model. The Bible said he was tall and good looking. But he wasn't called to be no model. He was called to be a monarch. And the Bible said that the prophet came and anointed Saul's head with oil. And he said, I want you to go to Gibeah. And when you get there, you're going to meet a band of prophets. And they're going to have something. He said, they're going to have a tambourine and a liar. Why? Because they got sound and they will travel. He said, when you hear it, and this is what the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. He said, what we have forgotten, what we've lost, is that at this sound, the enemy knows that there is a prophetic word going forth. He said, there is a sound that causes the devil to tremble. When he hears the word, he knows that there is a prophet in Israel and that they're hearing from the Lord God. He said, I want you to take the tambourine with you. And when you arrive at Gibeah of God, the garrison of Philistines, what? Where the Philistines are located, you will meet a band of prophets coming down from the place of worship. They'll have a harp and a tambourine and a lyre and they will be prophesying. And at that time, hear what it says. This is where you and I are right now. This is where we ascend a little bit more and get ready for what God is gonna do today. He said, at that time, the Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. I'll be first, Lord. And you will prophesy unto them. And this is my line. And you will be changed into a different person. Did anybody hear that? Somebody's going to go from caterpillar, dirt, eating worm, and you're going to be transformed. You're going to be transformed into the monarch that God said you were born to be. He said, I know you're a model, but you can't be a model and sit on my throne. He said, you're going to hear the sound of the tambourine, and you shall be changed into a different person. But pastor, I know who I am. What? But do you know who you were called to be? Do you know who he's changing you into? Do you know that when the oil of anointing pours on your head and you hear the sound that will travel, he will change you into who he called you to be before you were in your mama's belly? After these signs take place, do what must be done. That's the same scripture. He said, when you're changed into a different person, do, tell your neighbor, say do, what must be done. No, they didn't hear you because they think you're a wuss. I want you to say it with some gumption, which is a very Southern word. Say do what must be done. Because I'll tell you a secret, church, we haven't been doing what must be done. But there is something that must be done. Hell has to start trembling again. Signs and wonders and miracles. In my name they shall cast out demons. In my name they shall heal the sick. 
Somebody's got to decide I'll do what must be done and I'll go first, Lord. Monarchs never run from the big bad wolf. We do what must be done. Pastor Devin, I said it over and over. She said, you, got, you, you, you might not want to be my friends. She said, you might not want to stay around me next year because I might ruin your reputation. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I let you out, but I feel this in my spirit. God says to warn them that she's about to do what must be done. <laughs> we got to do what must be done. I call revival into Rockaway Boulevard all the way from Chattanooga, Tennessee. We gotta do what must be done. No, my street is not a crackhead street. My street is the, uh, the Rockaway Revival Boulevard. Chattanooga is not a drug town. Chattanooga is a Holy Ghost filled miracle sign and wonders town. Right now, I'm going to play the tambourine. Can you guys help me? And this is what I want you to do. I prophesy over this place today that when you hear the prophet and the sound of the tambourine, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And you will begin to prophesy. And you will be changed into a new person. And then you will do what must be done. Can you make that declaration right now prophetically out of your own mouth? I will do what must be done. I seen it happen. Oh, last week, just last week, I was in Trinidad and I didn't know a lady was a paralytic. I don't want to tell the story, but I just, the Spirit of the Lord put it back in my head. He could have did it. And some of them are watching me right now. And I didn't know she couldn't move. I didn't know she was paralyzed for 15 years. And I didn't know she came in in a wheelchair because it was so packed. They took her out of the wheelchair and strapped her in the chair. So when I went to pray for her, I took her arm and put it around my waist. <laughs> and then I had her daughter help me lift her up. I thought she was, you know, really, really sick. And so she was hanging on the both of us and I, I realized, wait a minute, I'm going to have to, to tarry with you and I'm going to have to pray for you a little more. So I'm going to pray for the other thousand people and I'm going to come back and pray for you. So I whispered to her and I say, sit down, I'm coming back. And she thought I said, walk with me. And it was like somebody sucked all the air out of the church because everybody went. But I didn't know what was going on. So she put her, all of a sudden she went. And she put one foot like this and the whole church erupted. But I still didn't know what was going on. I was like, why are they getting so excited over that? And then she put another foot in front of the other one like this. And I saw my dad, this is my dad, I saw my dad come to the edge of the pulpit and he's standing there watching like this. So I don't know what's going on because sometimes this preacher could be a little clueless. <clears throat> and she put another foot and another foot 
and another foot. And my dad picked up the microphone and he said, I don't know if she knows what's happening. He said, that girl has never walked. She comes and I just want to give God praise that I've seen everybody in the room healed. And I'm going to tell you, devil, if you're anywhere in the vicinity, I got a sound for you. It is a sound of the monarchs. It is a sound of a change people. It is the sound of an army of monarchs flapping their wings. There are angels in the atmosphere. I dare you to open the eyes of your spirit and watch what God has sent into the room. Sons, you can play. Because I don't know how to play by myself. you if you are ready to be a changed person and do what must be done. Come find yourself between the blue lines and the women of God, the monarchs in the house, are going to anoint you with the oil. I hear the spirit of the Lord say it's time for transition. It's time for some models to be changed into monarchs. What you do does not depend on the accolades of man. It does not depend on how you look this morning. It does not depend on how much you're getting paid. All it depends on is who saved a seat for you. He's gonna put you among people. He's gonna put you among authority figures. He's gonna put you in places of government. He's gonna send some of you to the council houses. He's gonna send some of you to parliament. He's gonna send some of you to the White House. He's gonna send some of you to the schoolhouse. But he's gonna make sure that his voice is heard in the land because his monarchs, his princesses, his queens, his beloveds, his prophets. 
Can you say with me with your hands lifted? Got noise. Say it. Got noise. I got sound. I got worship. I got praise. I will travel. Sound travels. Sound travels. Now daughters with the Holy Ghost begin to let your sound travel all the way up to heaven. Sing, baby. I want you to pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray with understanding. Pray in the spirit. Oh.